Today, we're going to see how you can prepare your finances so you too can buy a house without going broke. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, where we talk about how spouses can get on the same page, pay down their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. Today's episode is brought to you by the free course, Five Days to 5K. Many couples I talk to know what they should be doing, right? Pay down that debt, save money for emergencies or whatever goal they have. The tricky part though is where do you find the money for those goals? Five Days to 5K is a free email-based course that helps you find, save, and earn extra money on the side so you can reach your goals faster. If you're interested, you can sign up at couplemoney.com 5K. Things are about to get hectic around here. We heard from our neighbor that the developer is going to start building the townhouses across the street from us next week. Here in Raleigh, if there's a sliver of land, they'll develop it. It's a hot market right now, and homes are going up at a rapid pace. Our property value has been rising since we bought our home three years ago. Plus, we received mail from real estate agents, seen upticks with those estimates from sites like Realtor, Zillow, and Redfin. And to be honest, we take these estimates with a grain of salt because you don't know your home's value until you actually sell it, but they are a reflection of the home value growing. And if you look in the show notes, you can see the numbers, but just looking at the growth and hearing about it, you might be thinking we're firmly in the camp of everybody needs to buy a house or real estate is wealth building, but we're not. Buying your home is a significant purchase. And if you do it right, it can definitely mean some big wins with your money. But if you do it wrong, you guys are basically behind the eight ball. It'll be harder to save for whatever goals you have. So I want to make sure that you guys have a solid foundation when you are house hunting. In this episode, we're going to get into how to know if buying a home is right for you right now, the real and total costs of home ownership, and how to figure out how much you can afford so you can buy that house and still pursue other goals, maybe even financial independence. Think of this as a checklist to make sure that your house is a blessing and not a burden. Let's get started. Before you go house hunting, before you talk to lenders to find the best rates, you have to lay down the foundation. And that means figuring out if home ownership really fits in with you and what your goals are. For many couples, they get this pressure at a certain point in their relationship or in their career. You get asked by coworkers, friends, family, when are you guys buying a house? But that is not a decision you want to be rushed into. You too want to nail down your goals and see what's most important for you. So I have a few questions that'll help you put into perspective, where does buying a house fit in if it does it all? And give you an idea if home ownership really is a fit for your personality. The first one is, what are your goals for the next five to 10 years? If you buy a home, do you plan on being there for five years or more? The reason I ask this, if you look at the numbers between buying the house and you get the closing costs, setting everything up with the moves, you are going to have to lay down a lot of cash. So if you're planning to move in less than five years, 
be careful because you're running the risk of actually losing money when you buy a house. The second is right now, do you too have savings outside of your potential down payment? One of the biggest mistakes that I've seen many couples make and people write to me about is they've bought a house and they wiped out all of their savings. They put every penny they could because they wanted to have a good down payment, which is great, but they're ignoring the fact that you still have to have a safety net. You really want a house that's affordable. So if you have no savings right now, that should be your priority. Make sure that you have savings for an emergency and a buffer and then take care of your down payment. Also, are your finances strong enough to get a good interest rate on your mortgage? There's a lot of factors at play here. We're actually going to talk about it in another section coming up. But overall, how comfortable right now do you feel with what you're paying, with your bills? Do you feel like you have strong finances? Are you deep in debt? I would take care of that first, both from a peace of mind perspective, but also your lenders are going to be calculating the numbers. If you buy a house before you're financially ready, your lender most likely will give you a bad rate on your mortgage, which means you're on the hook for more money than you need to be, and you're going to be on the hook for a very long time. And also something that you want to look into right now is your credit score. I don't think it's a great measurement of your finances, but most lenders, when they're calculating what mortgage they're going to offer you, look at your credit score. You want to make sure that it is at the very least in the mid 600s or higher. The higher your credit score, the lower your interest rate, which means the more money you can save. And then finally, let's think about the day to day of owning a home. Do you feel comfortable with fixing things yourself, or do you have enough cash flow in your budget and savings to handle paying for getting the work done? This is a big question because even if you buy a new construction or a solid house that is older, there's always going to be some maintenance. You want to make sure that you can handle the finances on a regular basis being a homeowner. You might be tempted, because these questions aren't very complicated, to skip over this or to rush by it. Do not. These are crucial questions. The two of you want to make sure that this house is affordable. If you're like most couples, you have several different goals that you want to tackle. Personal, professional, as a family. And you want to make sure you have room in your budget for that. So make sure you nail that down. And then you can see if one, buying a house is the right move for you. And then also you can tailor what house you're looking for based on your goals. All right, so the two of you have sat down and you said, you know what? We're gonna buy a house, it fits in with our goals. You may have adjusted the size or the type of home you want, but you're gonna move forward. Well, let's talk about the real cost of home ownership. Now, you may have heard this phrase that if you can afford X amount in rent, then you can afford X amount in mortgage. That is simply not true. There's more to owning a home than your mortgage payment. But let's look at that. Besides your principal, that's what you're doing to actually buy the house and build some equity. The mortgage payment that you send in goes towards other things, interest, taxes, and insurance. A phrase that's tossed around a lot is you're throwing away money when you're renting. But did you know if you buy a house and you have a 30-year mortgage and you look at that chart of the progress that you're making towards 
your interest and your principal, you'll find that in the first seven years, only 20% of your payments are actually chipping away at your principal. And the higher your interest rate with your mortgage, that means the lower the principal payment you're making each month. So just running the numbers again, we want to make sure that you're staying in the area for a substantial time because you're not really building up any equity that people love to chime in on when they hear that you're buying a house. And just a heads up, if you haven't bought a house before, I just want to share a little bit of our personal experience is even though buying a house does lock you in on your principal and your interest, you have to consider your property taxes are going to vary, could increase home insurance almost certainly keeps increasing. So you have to be aware that even though you buy a house and it says your payments are going to be this this year, next year it can change and go slightly up. So you definitely want to have a buffer when you're calculating the cost of home ownership. And with insurance, put that on your calendar to make sure that you keep costs down. We have to do it every year to make sure that it's manageable. Something else you want to know about home ownership is making sure that you are setting aside money in your house fund for maintenance. Now, the general rule of thumb is setting aside at least 1% of your purchase price for home maintenance. We're talking about your HVAC, roof, general care of your house. Eventually, even with the new stuff, it does break down. So make sure that you have that money. It's going to be separate in purpose from your emergency fund because this is expected. Things do wear down. So put that in your budget. And then finally, I want to mention HOAs. Depending on where you live, you may find yourself buying a property that is part of a community that has a home association. This can be a deal breaker for you guys, both financially and hassle-wise. If your home has an HOA, you have an extra bill to pay, plus whenever you tackle a project, either outside or in, you could have to run it by them to see if it'll even be approved. A while back, I had a guest on, John White. He was on the show and he shared that he found out the hard way when he was hit with a $5,000 special assessment. So please keep that in mind. When you're buying a house and you find out that the community has an HOA, you're going to have to do a little bit of digging to find out what the true costs are for that community. I don't want to scare you with the home costs, but I want you guys to have a clear picture. There's still plenty of opportunities to find homes that are affordable, but you have to be aware of what's involved with buying a house. Okay, so you weren't scared off by me running just a few of the expenses that come with being a homeowner. That's great. Let's talk about how you two can figure out how much house you can really afford. And spoiler alert, we're going to have a lot of numbers in this section, but I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to use just two examples to review rules of thumb so you have an idea of what to expect. And then, of course, you can always dig in a little bit deeper. So we're going to use two couples here. One couple, let's call them Amy and Rory. They have a net household income of $50,000. And our second couple is Barry and Iris. Their take home is 70000 a year. Both of these couples want to buy a house, but they want to be smart about it. So we're going to go over the numbers right now. So let's start with how much house can we afford based on our income? And this is good because this gives you a ballpark figure. Maybe you guys are just starting out. You haven't started saving on your down payment, but you need something to shoot for. 
So with Amy and Rory, since they are taking home 50000 a year, the rule of thumb is two and a half to three times your income. So the maximum they want to look for on a house with their budget is 125000 to 150000 Now, Barry and Iris take home 70000 So running that rule of thumb, again, two and a half to three times their income, the max that Barry and Iris are looking at for their house is going to be 175000 to 210000 Now, with the mortgage payments, you're going to be looking at keeping those costs 25% or less. So you don't want a mortgage that is more than what you take home per week. That gives you plenty of buffer for your other goals and other necessities. Guys, you got to eat. If you have any loans, you got to pay them off. If you're trying to save for anything, you want to have room in your budget. So for Amy and Rory, looking at that 25%, they're looking at a mortgage payment no more than $1,040. And for Barry and Iris, they don't want to go over $1,458. All right. Those are two rules of thumbs to keep in mind when you are looking at what kind of price range for your houses. But also another huge factor is making sure your finances are in a stable position. Yes, there have definitely been situations where lenders have loosened up some of their requirements for borrowers when buying a house, but it is really to the detriment of the buyers. You want to make sure that your finances are solid. So what I mean by that is make sure you have minimized or eliminated your debts as much as possible. At the very least, make sure you don't have any high interest debts like credit cards or a bad car loan. Having a high amount of debt can ruin your chances of getting a loan. But like I said, some lenders may loan it, but you're not going to get great rates. And how they calculate this is the debt to income ratio. And if you look around, you see they measure it two ways. The one I want you to focus on, sometimes it's called the back end, is it takes your housing and your debt obligations, and then it divides it by your income. And it looks at it at a monthly basis. So why don't we run the numbers? For Amy and Rory, remember, they made 50000 a year net. They also have a car loan, so monthly they pay about $380. So considering what they pay in rent and with their car loan, their debt-to-income ratio is going to be about 33%, which if you look at the rule of thumb, 36 is the top range, but that's cutting it kind of close. Now, with Barry and Iris, They did pretty well. They have no car loans. They have no credit cards, but they do have this student loan that they're dealing with. And that costs them $340 a month. Now, their net income is $70K a year. So if you look at the monthly debt they have versus their income, you're going to get a debt income ratio of 30.6%. Little bit better, more manageable. Again, we want to keep that housing around 25%. And then if you have any debt or obligations, really, if you can eliminate it, that would be great. If you can minimize it, please make sure you do, because we want you not just to get a mortgage and qualify, but qualify for a good mortgage. And finally, when you're trying to figure out your numbers, down payment is another big one. The reason is the bigger your down payment, the more equity you have in the house, more likely you're going to get better rates And also with lenders, if you don't pay that 20% down, probably going to be hit with private mortgage insurance or PMI. 
And that money is something you send in with your mortgage payment. That does not help you build equity. That is just more money you're paying out of pocket and not having a real benefit to it. So taking the time to put a down payment, a solid down payment is a smart way to go. Remember, we're not just trying to buy a house. We're trying to buy a house at a good rate. And we're trying to buy a house where the numbers make sense for you to also have other goals you can pursue. Okay, so those are some crucial rules of thumb to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out how much house you can actually afford. And I know I just gave you a lot of numbers and hearing them may seem overwhelming, but please keep these two things in mind. One, there are plenty of tools and apps out there, most of them free, to help you run the numbers pretty quick and easily. I'll have them in my show notes. And two, most buyers right now skip or gloss over this part and then pay a hefty price in all senses of the word. You can do better and have a big win with your house. I hope this helps. Before we wrap up, I want to make sure we go over some key takeaways here. There is a lot of information, a lot of numbers that we shared, but there were some important points I just want the two of you to hone in on. The first one is nail your goals. Most people have several different goals that you want to pursue. So where does buying a house fit in, if at all? Sit down and discuss what you guys would like to do in the next year, five years, 10 years, and then work backwards. Get those pieces in place. You may find that a smaller home suits you better, or maybe renting is the best option. So just talk it over together. The second one is run the numbers. When you're in the middle of the process of buying a home and talking to lenders, you're going to get a lot of pressure. They're going to say, buy as much house as you can afford but they don't know your numbers. They don't know the situation that you have and they don't have the same priorities that you do. So please, even though you might get this letter about how much you're approved for, run the numbers, use the calculators I linked to in the resources section and make sure you know what's right for you and your situation. Finally, think of house hunting as a treasure hunt. It's going to be hard. You're gonna have to do a lot of digging. And it may take longer than other people around you to find that right house, but it is going to be worth it. You're going to find a home that fits your needs and your goals and still allows you to have some money for other things. If you'd like to chat more about the realities of buying a home, maybe hear some stories about what to do or what not to do, please join us in our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. We love to help each other out point you in the right direction. And if you want to bounce some ideas off, you can. Just go to couplemoney.com slash FB. Hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening today. I know we went through a lot of numbers, but I wanted to make sure that you understood that buying a house is a process and it is something that you should slow down and make sure that it is the right decision for you. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, if you make a wrong decision and you buy more house than you can afford, it is going to be a weight on you. It's going to be harder to save, not just for emergencies or small things around the house, but really to make any progress with your finances. You'll have no wiggle room, but 
if you do the work up front, if you take the time to search for a house that is affordable, you guys will be so happy. You'll be relieved. Your house won't feel like a burden. It'll feel like a blessing. As always, please check out the show notes. I'm going to include all the resources we mentioned, as well as some really handy tools and calculators that are going to help you run the numbers a lot easier, a lot quicker, much less stressful. So go over to the site at couplemoney.com. And next week, we are wrapping up this season. We are going to have a lot of fun. It's a surprise on the topic, but I will tell you we're going to have a giveaway. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Wherever you get your podcast, we try to be there for you. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. And finally, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate you listening and sharing your favorite episodes. If there's anything you want to talk about, a question, you can always email me. Or if you join us in our Facebook group, like I said, it is free and it's a private community where we talk about how we're working together as families to build up our finances, but then also just reduce the stress when it comes to money. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.